Okay. Uh, welcome. This is continuing the conversation, part two. Part two. Part two. We tried earlier today. <laughs> we uh, yours truly had a boo boo and boo-boo. forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> it was really good, wasn't it, Kyle? It was great. Yeah, it was good. It, it was, was good. a different setup than this. Yeah. Big table. Josh was here. Yeah, another person who's now gone. Yeah, we're going to try to reiterate <laughs> some of the things that he said. But, you know, this is just people that don't know how to do video doing video. Trying our best. This is yeah. what happens. <laughs> um, but thanks for joining us. Uh, continuing the conversation is a series that we do to follow up on the uh, from the sermon on Sunday and try to... Uh, either dig into an area that wasn't really dug into due to time or explore something um, even deeper than what mm. was explored. And so um, I know the conversations are valuable for me and hopefully mm. they're valuable for you. So today we're talking uh, Mark 14 um, verses 66 to 72, the ending chapter, basically paragraph uh, in that chapter. And um, Kyle, maybe we can just start by, uh, why don't you just share what was impressed upon you yeah. uh, during that? Yeah, so something that kind of stood out to me, even before we, um, even before Sunday's service, uh, I was reading ahead of time. Um, and when I read this passage, you know, it's really, as Greg was saying, it's easy for us to kind of look at um, Peter's shortcomings in this in this situation, but for me, um, when I when I think of Peter, even in my time in Kenya, when I, we were teaching through First Peter, when I when I think of him, I always kind of zoom out and I kind of remember his his whole story arc, mm-hmm. if you will, um, from when Jesus called him um, and his brother Simon to his times with Jesus, even here, and then even later on in the Book of Acts during his sermon at Pentecost, um, the time in the temple when he was preaching um, to the Pharisees there, and then even beyond that in First and Second Peter and reading his mm-hmm. epistles. So, kind of just having that whole that whole view of, of his life recorded in Scripture, it's a it's a huge blessing for me and for all other believers, I think, mm-hmm. to be able to see um, his whole not his whole life, but most of his life play mm-hmm. out. Um, and seeing the transformation that Christ brought him and took him through from who he was to who he's going to be. Um, yeah, so that, that's something that always jumps out at me. And I'm just shocked at the transformation that he goes under, seeing his fall here, but then seeing the restoration he comes to mm-hmm. you later on um, when Jesus gives him the opportunity to accept him three times, if you will, instead of denying him. Um, and then, yeah, his sermon at Pentecost. So, Yeah, so, you know, we, we talked, it's so weird to talk about this because we just talked about this, <laughs> but something that we talked about previously that we want to bring back up because I thought it was good right. was that uh, the imagery that comes from the, uh-oh, uh-oh. screensaver. Oh. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. It's our first time doing it. <clears throat> There we go. Um, shuffle all on speed slow.
everything. Maybe there's no option. Real quick, real quick, I'm just shot it real quick. I'm not looking at options, but okay. There's probably like a menu button around here somewhere, right? Options. Sleep time. Oh. No, that's not sleep time. Three hours. Sleep timer isn't the same thing. Yeah, it's sort of shutting off. don't want to do is start it again and then it not work. Right. Yeah, how far we got into it the last time? Cross is good enough. Thank you for the cross. Okay. <laughs> We're back for number three. Number three. All right. Um, Hey, welcome to Continuing the Conversation. Kyle, what is Continuing the Conversation? Continuing the Conversation is uh, these videos that you and Greg have, usually you and Greg have been putting out to follow up the dialogue from Sunday's sermon and the, the, the passage that we go through. So this, will, this week will be in Mark 14, uh, verses 66 to 72, where we're looking at Peter, um, his denial of Jesus. So we're just going to kind of go in even greater detail to some of the areas that Greg may not have covered um, in the sermon from Sunday. So. Right. Well, what? Uh, let's just start jumping. What did 
What, what stands out to you when you consider this denial from Peter? Yeah, um, I think one of the things I love about this passage and, um, you know, from other examples of the disciples and the stories we read of them is just seeing Jesus extending his grace so mm-hmm. lavishly um, upon them. And um, from this, you know, we know, fortunately and, and graciously, we know um, Peter's, most of his story. We see him um, called by Jesus earlier in the book, and we see him here and, and other stories of him with Jesus and the other disciples. And then even beyond Jesus' death and resurrection, we see um, him in Acts giving mm-hmm. his sermon um, at Pentecost, and we see him write his epistles um, so we have words from him there as well. So we just get to see the grace of God on display in his life from beginning of his call to the end of his life um, in, in First and Second Peter. So um, when, I, when I see a passage like this and, and I read of his shortcomings, I, I, it kind of just puts Jesus on, on a greater display for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So the I was talking to, we were, we were talking with our brother Josh just, uh, mm-hmm. just, a, just a moments ago, and I, I really liked what Josh said about um, this fisherman, likely strong guy, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, the the sea has weathered him, you know, um, his his occupation probably has big hands and calloused and much bigger than we are. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know what size he was, but um, just you know, just knowing what he did as an occupation, um, he had to like. You know, you, you had to take a beating physically to do that. And so uh, he has some, you know, kind of grit about him, I, I would imagine. And then to then what Josh was saying, as you look at how he writes his letters years later with using words like uh, precious, mm-hmm. you know, you just imagine the, the transformation that's happened over the course of time from really this moment, you know, mm. Peter's kind of the same dude throughout Jesus's earthly ministry. Yeah. You know, self-confident. Um, again and again. <laughs> loud. Um, willing to jump into it. Um, yeah. Zealous. And uh, it's only really after Pentecost. And maybe maybe we, if we back up his forgiveness that he receives from Jesus. Right. Um, that we see this start to transform his life and um, end up where he's writing these words that, are, you know, a burly man, yeah. maybe I wouldn't imagine writing. Yeah. Uh, so do you think, do you think what happened to Peter, um, you know, he, he's the self-confidence leading up to this moment, dejection, um, and then restoration on the Sea of Galilee, and then basically humiliation, but the good the good way of right, humiliation right. Um, from that point forward, and then the enabling of the Spirit. Do you think that's the same work that he's that that the Spirit is trying to do in all believers? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And you know, as as Greg was. I think it's great the way he kind of applies the passages to what we experience, even in the garden when there's times where we want to do things maybe spiritually, but our flesh is weak and how mm-hmm. the battle was lost in prayer even before you know Peter even got here. And I think mm-hmm. we as believers experience this all the time. 
but we also experience the same grace and the same spirit that Peter is experiencing or mm-hmm. will experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can trust in the, in the fact that God is continuing to work in us. He's, it's not stopped when we come to know him. He's, he's going to continue to grow us and, and mold us into his image. Um, and he's going to continue to impress his, his nature upon our hearts and kind of give us um, and kind of allow us to, to exhibit those characteristics that he exhibits because the spirit is inside of us mm-hmm. and it's a fruit of, of his spirit. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, we're not, it's, we, we try not to do this in Bible study where we, we try to stay right where we're at, but just to know, uh, we were talking about it earlier, just to know, um, what Peter now, it's not like, it's not written in scripture, but is at least the tradition would say that Peter was crucified upside down mm-hmm. because he wouldn't be crucified in the same way that Jesus. He didn't. He did not think himself able um, to be even put to death the same way. Mm. That, that was too reverent of an act. Right. Um, and so that's not that's not reported, but that's the tradition, and. That's I feel like one of the greatest apologetics to my mm. my heart. When I say apologetic, I mean like uh, that that helps to give a defense for the faith, a proof, a proof. Yeah, yeah. And I would say a lot of times I feel there's a times in my walk that it gets so hard to to walk with Jesus and to honor Him in everything that we do mm. that. I think my mind would go. My mind goes to: Is this all? Am I wasting my time sure. here on Earth? Like, are these shenanigans that were made up long ago, and I've kind of fallen prey to the trap, and yeah. now I'm just wasting my days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we see like, you know, Peter and John were the only two at at the scene mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, and as Greg pointed out, John was a relative to the high priest. Um, so for him, it wasn't much of a risk to be there yeah. in the first place. And like when Jesus said that, you know, and it's recorded in scripture that they would be scattered and like that actually happened. And mm-hmm. to see these men, um, at least 12 men, probably more who, who left completely weren't even, you know, in the scene and then to see them all willing to go, you know, a few years later, just a few years later, all willing to go to their death, some in gruesome mm-hmm. and horrible deaths to, make their stand and, and claim that no we we did see the resurrected Christ and this mm-hmm. is this is true we aren't just making this up um, and to see that that transformation is just a great encouragement to me and I know to you as well mm-hmm. um, that what we believe is true yeah 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 it's huge um, so um, as a worship leader um, which is one of your many <laughs> uh, hats that you wear and um, is there, when you consider Peter's denial, um, when you stay when you stay here and don't look at the ark, mm. um, is there any songs that come to mind as you uh, as that as you kind of marinate in that? Yeah, um, I think even one that I think the Lord was touched me with last night was the song you may have heard it by Shane and Shane. It's not originally by them, but they've redone it. Isn't called, it Matt Boswell that? Is it is his know. song? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know the guys who actually write this stuff. Sometimes um, I just hear it. I, I know heard what it. song he's gonna say. <laughs> That's why I knew uh, that. Okay, go maybe ahead. Matt Basel. I don't know. <laughs> it, uh, the song is uh, "His Mercy Is More," 
And, you know, I was just listening to that song and meditating on it last night. And I think it's just, it really just struck me of, of, of kind of like how small I, I really am and how, how great my sin is, but also how great God's mercy is. Mm-hmm. And that no matter how, how great or how much I think that the sin might separate me from my Lord, like mm-hmm. it, there is nothing that can be greater than his mercy mm-hmm. and his grace that he's, he's lavish. And I love that word lavish because it's mm-hmm. like, it's like spilling over and it's mm-hmm. just completely smothering, oops, smothering um, anything that it comes across. And, and I think of that picture and, and it kind of just, it just warms me and encourages me to know that, um, that any shortcoming that, you know, I see in myself, like, that God has completely um, covered it and his mercy is, is greater. So any, anything that I, I throw in there, I just mm-hmm. like hear the response, his mercy is greater, his mercy is more. Mm-hmm. And I see that here, and I, I see, and as you read of Peter making these denials, it's, it's sometimes it's like, man, these are, this is pretty, like, this is big stuff right here. I, and, like, it makes you, it might, it might make you question how great God's mercy could be mm-hmm. to, to kind of come back and, mm-hmm. and encounter these things with yeah. the three opportunities that he gives them just a few chapters later. Um, so, yeah. That, you know, that, those, we're not again. We're not there. Actually, I don't even think it's reported in Mark. Mm. I think it's uh, just John. Um, but to know that the Lord would three times over kind of reaffirm that He's His, mm. um, and that 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 whole picture. It, I think it goes along right here because obviously we know Peter denied him three times and then Jesus kind of addressed him three times in that mm-hmm. um, kind of reestablishing him as you you are mine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of uh, The Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know if you've ever read it. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes, I did know that yeah. you read it. Um, but in The Pilgrim's Progress, uh, if you remember, Christian... Um, there was two paths before him and one looked a lot easier and, um, and he had been having a hard go at it. And so he took the easier path because mm-hmm. he could see the, he could see the right path along the way. Like it was right there and he could see it. And so he followed along and before you know it, he ends up in, that's where he ends up in the giant's right. castle. And they go through that, uh, him and I think, faithful or one of the friends along the way. But anyway, as they have to, as the Lord, as he gets him out of that situation, he doesn't just like shortcut them back to the path that he's supposed to be on, Mm -hmm. the narrow way. He actually has to go all the way back to the point where he kind of missed and and started down this other path. He has to start his journey right from there. And I feel like that's what... Jesus is doing as he as he, as he addresses Peter very specifically on the Sea of Galilee three times he's like backing him up mm. three times the same amount that he denied I'm going to bring you back that far yeah and then we're going to pick up from there because I have big things yeah yeah there's a humility there that I think it kind of puts our hearts through when we have to go back yeah and go back to that point where we fell from but I think there's also a great demonstration of love that Jesus is taking that time to walk us back to that yeah. point and and take the time to start us moving from that point. He's not, ah, oh, forget about it. He wandered off the path. Yeah. I'm just gonna 
you know, I'm going to forget about him, but there's just such a love there that we can see from our Savior in, in doing that, you know. Yeah. One of the, and that, that kind of dichotomy of those two things, both, you know, his righteousness that, um, that he was in the right to kind of have to offer forgiveness to Peter. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's right to do that because Peter was his denial of, you know, um, Jesus showed his heart, like it, it, his faith wasn't in, um, it wasn't in depending on Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was depending on, I got to get myself out of the right. situation, you know. His own self-confidence. Yeah, yeah. And so, but then, you know, the, the word I think about is comfort. Like, and so, Jesus is the only one that I've ever engaged with personally in this whole world mm. that can offer conviction and comfort in the same look, mm-hmm. in the same words. Um, and I, I strive to do that as a, as a dad, as a husband, as, a, as a, just a, a friend. And I just can't, like, I can't come close to offering yeah. both of those things together like Jesus can. Um, yeah, oftentimes it's too much conviction or, or compassion without enough conviction, yeah. and you're letting them continue living yeah. the way that they are. Which so. is not love in itself, right. you know? Right. And so it, it's just like this tight line that I feel like only he has the ability to walk. He's mastered it. Yeah. It's his. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I guess, I don't know what even the encouragement is. Run to him. Run to him. Run to him. Um, and he's there waiting. Yeah, I think he does want us to end up going through a lifetime of humiliation. Again, Mm. the good humiliation, not the shameful humiliation, but a humbling process that would put us into the image of who he is. But all along the way, he's he's able to comfort and convict with the right blend. Mm. And so feel free to run to him. I'm sure he welcomes yes. it, right? One thing, if I could add. Okay, go on. Uh, I'm just thinking, too, like an, an encouragement would be just the, the clinging to and confidence in his promises. That, that And he made promises to Peter before this even happened. Mm. When he called him, he said, I would make you a fisher of men. So Jesus knew he, he could see beyond this point. He could yeah. see where he was going to take Peter in the, in the journey he would take him on. And so just trusting in Jesus for the promises that he's made to us as believers, that he's mm. going to continue the work in us, that that his spirit will work through us and 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 just clinging to that and having hope in that so that when we do fall, we can have the confidence to run back to him knowing that he will receive us with open arms. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's it for today, continuing the conversation. Um, if this was at all helpful to you, and, you know, just, at all. We, w- we would really love the encouragement because <laughs> we're not like Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, but if it was at helpful at all, We'd, we would encourage you to share it with someone that you think might uh, benefit from it. And, and we try to do these weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a challenge because things are busy, but uh, we try to do them weekly. And so if you, uh, if you remember, check back next week, and we'll see you then. Yeah, great. Next week Thank is going to be actually on Ephesians. On Ephesians. Yes, because Greg, well, three. the reason Greg's not even here is because uh, he's on vacation He's tired of all you guys. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm that. just kidding. Got that. And then um, 
And then so Kevin will be teaching Ephesians 1 to 3. We're basically going to be doing an overview of this epistle that Paul wrote to Ephesus and maybe the surrounding churches. And so a lot of times we dig very slowly through the scripture, and I think it's hugely beneficial. Very, yeah. Um, and so if you don't do that, make sure that you are uh, digging through uh, sequentially through scripture slowly. But every once in a while, it's good to get a big 3,000-foot view of something, mm. um, and, it, and it gives you better insight or, or a different insight into uh, these passages that you know so well. Um, you've been saved by grace, not of faith. Or mm. By grace. Saved by grace. Not by works. Not by works. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, they, the passages that they know so well. Right, right. Um, <laughs> But th- these passages um, that we, we, we pick out of our pocket and just have one verse, right. those verses are in a context of other things. And mm. so to back up, and so I'm excited about, mm. it, it's going to be really Ephesians in three different sermons, um, one to three, four and five, and six. Bringing up the caboose. Yes. Do you know that Watchman Nee wrote a book? Do you know Watchman Nee? I've heard of Watchman Nee. Watchman Nee. Um, he wrote a book. It's a pretty well-known book. Um, it's called Sit, Walk, Stand. Mm. And it's based on those breakups. Mm. Um, and you'll, maybe you'll see why. Wow. I'm excited to find yes. out. So be blessed.